everybody, it's Dave here, and we are down to our final day, the final position group to break down by Climbing the Pocket Network's own Tyler Fornis, who's telling us, telling us his top five in each position going into the 2021 NFL Draft, which will be Thursday. Can't wait. Let's bring in Tyler. Hey, Tyler, how you doing tonight? Life is good, Dave, and I cannot believe we are finally here. The last position group of the 2021 draft cycle. Yes, and it's that final week, and it's like coming up on Christmas when you're six or seven years old. It's all exciting as to what we're going to see. But first, let's look through that Sears catalog of way back when, when we start looking through it every single page and looking at the toys. Do I like this one? Do I like that one? We're down to one final group. We're in the safety section, looking at safeties. Now, we know the Vikings have two safeties already. They have the should-be all-pro and future Hall of Famer Harrison Smith and the new freshly signed Mr. Woods from Dallas to play next to him. But we're a little thin in the cupboard behind that. Could the Vikings take a safety early? I really think they could. The safety class is very interesting. There is no true alpha. You're going to hear a lot about uh, Trevon Merrig uh, being that kind of number one guy. Even so, you're not talking about him uh, on a level of like a true first-round safety. There really is not that guy this year. But what there is, there's a lot of day-two depth. There's a lot of guys. And I think if the Vikings see one that they really like in the round three, they're going to jump on it. And you're going to get a really good football player. But this class is different in the fact, like I said, there is no alpha. There's a lot of box guys. Not a lot of guys you're going to want to trust hanging out over the middle of the field and play center field. But if you find one that you really like, you go for it. And it would not shock me if the Vikings decided to take one, especially with the uncertain futures uh, of both safeties. Mm -hmm. With that, who have you got at number five? Number five, I have Tyree Gillespie, the safety out of Missouri. Now, if you watch the Alabama film, Oh, boy. In the first four plays, he has two incredible, incredible processes. Uh, one, he ends up just murdering Devonta Smith over the middle of the field. And then right after that, Jalen Waddell ends up taking a reverse, and he just shoots uh, from about 15 yards deep in the middle of the field to the far left sideline and just takes him out. And Jalen Waddell runs a four, sub 4-3. Four so you're talking really fast, and Gillespie was able to meet him, him there and tackle him with ease. But Gillespie's a really heavy hitter, and he is really good with his instincts, but he doesn't have a lot of range and doesn't have high-caliber athleticism. So I think he's going to be a little limited at the next level. You play a lot of quarters. Uh, you're going to want to use Gillespie, and you're going to want to use him in more of a box-type role, but you're not want, going to want him hang out in center field. And I think when you're taking a safety – like what the Vikings are probably going to want, assuming they extend Harrison Smith, 
You're going to want that guy who's going to hang out over the middle of the field. Gillespie's a really, really good player, and I think he's going to be a fantastic special teams guy. But I don't see him with the, the super high ceiling that some other guys do. Um, my safety six, James Wiggins, I think has a higher ceiling, but he's uh, just a little bit lower on my board. Um, and Gillespie just has all the tools outside of being a deep safety that I really want. And that's why he ended up as my number five. Who's your number four? Now, my number four is Oregon's Javon Holland. Now, when I, I watched Holland, he was an opt-out guy this year, so he did not play in 2020. So I went back to his 2019 film, and I really liked what I saw. He was physical in coverage. He was able to blitz effectively. He could drop into zones comfortably. He isn't the greatest athlete, but he's above average. So he's able to flip his hips relatively well, but they're not super oily. I know we talked about it yesterday with Pete Werner, the Ohio State linebacker, having those super oily hips where he can flex them really, really quickly. Holland's going to do that at a slightly worse level, but it's still going to be really good. Uh, He's got really good ball skills. He's able to uh, play a little bit physical too, and his tackling in the hole is excellent. Uh, he's a very good tackler, and that's something you want a uh, guy that's going to play in your back end. He's going to translate well, mainly to a coverage safety. You're going to want him lining up in the slot, in the box, uh, end up uh, taking a linebacker, or sorry, running backs, tight ends, and you're going to want to use him with your blitzes. I think he'd be a great protege underneath Harrison Smith because I think they play very similar games. Uh, Javon Holland himself, I think, has a lot of upside, but he's not a deep safety kind of guy. And if we're going to commit to Harrison Smith long-term, I think you're going to want to find that deep guy. So Holland is my safety for, and he's a very good football player, but I don't necessarily think he's going to be a Vikings target. Well, who's number three then? My number three is going to be that kind of guy. And it's Richie Grant uh, out of central Florida. Now, Richie Grant is a fantastic football player. He is aggressive. That is the number one way to describe him. He is aggressive with his ball skills. He's aggressive meeting running backs in the hole. And he uses his instincts, and he sprints at it like he's a cheetah running after his prey. It's pretty fun to watch. Grant has good ball skills, and he is able to really take advantage of uh, situations in the hole and... I think he's a guy you could play in center field. You could ask him to play a little bit in the box and he could do a little bit of everything. And, but his number one trait is that aggressiveness and he's just going to come right at you and he's not going to care. And I, that's kind of something I really like out of guys on my back end, just that no fear element. And the fact that he can play a true center field, I think is really enticing for me. And that's why he ended up as my safety three. I like aggressive. I like aggressive just about every position on defense. But at mm-hmm. safety, it is fun to watch. If he's number three, who is number two? Number two is going to be a little bit of a surprise because both my two and one are from TCU. But my number two is TCU's Trevon Merrick, who for a lot of people is their safety one. I think Merrick's a really, really good football player. He is able to do a lot of the same things I spoke about with Richie Grant. He's aggressive. He's a, He can hit. 
and he's got really good ball skills. He's really good at, at uh, running downfield with receivers and staying in their hip pocket, just playing really tight, solid coverage. And he's a bigger guy too. He is 6'2", 203, and he can move. So I think all those things are really appealing for an NFL franchise, especially when you're talking about a guy who you really want to trust on the back end. He can use that length to disrupt passes. And Merrick, I think, I didn't like him as much as my safety one, but I think he has a a place in the NFL. And I think you could put him in a deep safety with his instincts and and he would be able to thrive. Um, I think he's going to be best in more of a cover two role, which is where he was at his most successful at TCU. But you could kind of do a little bit of everything with him. And I think you'd be just fine. Very interesting. Who do you have as number one? I have his teammate, Ardarius Washington. Now, here's the really big kicker with Washington. He's 5'8", 185. That's an outlier type of weight. And if you don't want to bet on that guy, like I'm not necessarily betting on Devonta Smith because of his weight, I totally understand. When you like Bob Sanders at 5'8", when he was drafted in the first round by the Indianapolis Colts, he weighed almost 210. So he was a thick guy and he was able to kind of withstand a lot of contact. The injuries just ended up piling on for him. Ardarius Washington, he doesn't look slight on the field, but you can tell he's small and he can get kind of take advantage with stiff arms and length when it comes to blocking and he can struggle there. But everything else he does is just crisp. He's got fantastic ball skills. He's got true deep safety range. And some of his play style reminds me of Teron Mathal, the Honey Badger, Kansas City safety. They're very similar size and builds, and he can roam around the field just like the Honey Badger. Somebody's going to see that, and they're going to want him on their football team. And I think he would be a fantastic fit, especially if Kansas City ends up taking him. My goodness, the ability for Washington to learn from the best of the best at that size would be a dream come true. Uh, Washington, I think, can overcome his size and he can really play a great deep safety. Earl Thomas is only like five, nine and a half and one ninety five. Obviously, Washington's going to have to put on just a little bit of weight. But at the same time, I don't think it's a massive concern to where I would completely take him off my board or knock him down a few pegs. If he was available in round two and I desperately needed a safety, I'm jumping all over it because I have the size profile to be successful in Teron Mathau. Gotcha. It would worry me a bit, but hey, to each his own and to each defensive coordinator, it would be their choice. And I think with safety, Dave, that's probably the one area where you can not worry so much about height, weight, and length just because safeties do so much and they're, they really are more about shooting the gaps and covering a lot of space uh, on the back end, where if you have the range and you're a little shorter, it's more forgivable than if you're playing other positions. Like oh, a lot I... of people, that tackle threshold, you have like those 34-inch arms, and if you have like 32-and-a-half, 33-inch arms, it's just it's a no-go. Where I think with our Darius Washington being just a tad shorter, I think it's less of a concern. Gotcha. And, and I agree. They've got to be able to range. They're like the outfielders in baseball. They've got to be able to move and range. But mm-hmm. as an offensive coordinator, if I was designing plays, I'd throw guys like your tight end 
like a, a kittle down the middle to bust that up, to get behind the linebacker and then go at the safety specifically to cause the mismatch. But that's me. We will see come Thursday who are these safeties that go off the board. We'll know by the end of Saturday who went where and if the Vikings selected one. If you had to guess, what round do you think the Vikings will pick a safety? Three or four. I think it's going to be a day two, uh, day three kind of option. Um, I think Gillespie and Wiggins could be guys that they want to target uh, on day three. It really depends on what their future is at safety. I think uh, the Harrison Smith extension or lack thereof is really going to paint a picture of kind of the direction they want to move. Zimmer has said that his safety opposite Harrison Smith is the least important position on the football team. So the fact that he says that really tells me that they may be willing to groom somebody alongside him and they may be willing to take, hey, we'll take James Wiggins in round four and we'll just deal with his lumps in, in year two after he spends a year behind Xavier Woods. And we we can live with that. They lived with Anderson Dejo for years. Anthony Harris was an undrafted free agent that they ended up bringing along. And now he that got franchise tagged, which unfortunately was ended up being a mistake. And now he's with the Philadelphia Eagles uh, on a one-year $5 million contract. They did that with an undrafted guy. Yep. You can make a guy look really good in this defense, but you can also take those chances because of how this defense is structured. And Harrison Smith doing so much on the front end allows you to be a little bit weaker on the back end because of how Zimmer likes to play everybody in the secondary. Absolutely. Hey, I want to thank you for going through all these players, watching all that tape and doing all the avowals to come up with your top five and six in some positions of who are the best players and what we might expect come the draft. Well done, hey, Dave, Well done. I appreciate it, Dave. And I want to give a large shout out to you for helping me put this together and really doing a great job on the back end. You're the unsung hero of this podcast network, and we're grateful to have you. Well, I appreciate that. But speaking of the network, Come starting Thursday night before the draft, expect climbing the pocket to go live. My favorite term, live. And we're going to be live for all three days. Not only day one, but all three days. So come watch us live on YouTube and get your best ever Vikings input. As you watch those players come off the board and you watch Spielman and Zimmer make their picks, we'll be here with you and you can join us and talk and comment and we can all have a great time. So bring your beverage and look forward to the draft with Climb in the Pocket. Until then, skull everybody! Skull everybody!